0: What do you get when you have a crazy pandemic, too much time on your hands, and the need for community? You get The Schmooze. Join me, Alison Friedman, as I yenta it up with other members of the TAE fam. Join me. Welcome back to The Schmooze. I am your host, Alison Friedman, and I'm so glad to have with me today Um, somebody who's been with the temple for four years. She's Donna's preschool assistant, as well as our communications coordinator. It is Doreen Ostad. Yay. (laughs) Hi, everyone. Welcome, Doreen. Thanks for being on the schmooze with me today. Um, I'm so glad you're here. You've been a fixture for quite a while um, in the office. Uh, You've been everything from Donna's assistant. You've recently started taking over the communications for the temple. Um, sometimes even your kids have been the students and enrolled in the temple as well. So you're dipping uh, your toes into many different pools at TAE and that makes you a very special person. So thanks for being here.
1: <laughs> of course.
0: Yes. So, um, I just wanted to find out a couple things. I wanted to know how you come to TAE. How did you get to us? Because We are in such a great place right now. And I think a lot of it is due to the work that you do behind the scenes. I'm not sure everybody realizes how much you do um, to keep our wheels turning. Um, But I know it's been quite a journey. So I'd love to hear how you got to us and about your Jewish journey and and working for TAE. So
1: many moons ago, I um, right after college, I was looking for a job. And my aunt was the director of a preschool at, Beth. well, actually started at VBS, but then Beth Havarim. And I was looking for work and she said, hey, come work for me, you know, until you figure out what you want to do. So I went and I, you know, I taught second grade in religious school for her and I worked in the office um, because computers and technology is my thing. And, you know, Donna needed somebody to work for her. And so my aunt said, hey, you know, why doesn't Doreen come work for you, you know, as well until whatever she figures things out. So I ended up working for Donna and this is pretty much right out of college. And I worked for her for a year or two. And then I decided I was gonna go back and get my teaching credentials. So I left Beth Havarim and I went back to CSUN. And I got my teaching credential and then I started working and teaching. And then I worked at Stephen Weiss where I met my husband. And then we got married, had kids. I left Stephen Weiss and, and we moved to Agora Hills. And I met someone that was working with Chloe. And she said, Oh, you, you know, we were chatting. And I said, Hey, you know, I used to work for Donna. We went through the whole Jewish connection thing. Who oh, do you know? Oh, and she said, know, yeah. <laughs> Yes, exactly. And she said, You know, Donna's working like, seven miles away from you. So I was like, no way. So I called her up and I was like, Hey, I was thinking about bringing Chloe to mommy and me. Um, and then, you know, we kind of, that's where it started. And then she needed someone to help her out. And I said, you know, I'm not working. I can help you out. You know, I need, I want some time to do something other than Chloe. Um, Kai was at a daycare, my other one. Mm -hmm. So I decided to start working for Donna and then you know, things just kind of spiraled into where I am today.
0: Wow. So Jewish geography for the win (laughs) and also what a lesson in like keeping your network and your ties close to you in your pocket because you never know when you're going to need them. So that's really cool that you got to come back to be with Donna. Are things different this time around for you?
1: Um, Well, I'm a bit older and wiser. So um, yeah, my my role is a little bit different. I have a lot more experience behind me than when I had just um, come out of college. So my role, it has a lot more responsibility. Um, I started off just, you know, I was gonna just do some emails and, you know, just help her out. And then it ended up me taking on, you know, a lot of the management of the preschool. She still, you know, oversees everything and she's still Donna. Um, but I became, um, you know, the piece that kind of holds the communication within the preschool together, um, which kind of segued me into
0: this new role. Um, so, yeah. And that new role, your communications coordinator communication. position is more temple-wide. It's not just specific to the preschool. Yes. So
1: that has become a temple-wide position. Um, that position um, has me in charge of the website. I do all the content um, as well as the social media, um, you know, coordinating the events so that they don't overlap. Um, a lot of the online forms, um, I kind of just do a little bit of everything and- Newsletter 2, right? What's that? Newsletter 2, right? Oh yes, the newsletter. I took on the newsletter, um, which I love. It's, you know, it's like artwork for me, so.
0: (laughs) As somebody who has been a lay leader in the temple, I have taken on a lot of the communications, pieces. Um, and I have to say like as as much as I enjoy it and I think I'm decent at it, um, it's just so nice to have like a dedicated communications staff person because I can still do what I need to do communications-wise and I only just do a little bit now, but I don't have to do as much anymore because you are taking on so much of it and you it's it makes sense because you have a global perspective of the entire organization. So um and then you know I'm happy to assist you and help you whenever we need to but Um, I'm so glad that you have taken on this, this role, um, prior to coming to TAE and then before that Beth Havering, what was your Jewish like upbringing and how did you get to work in, uh, you know, were you passionate about Jewish work up until this point or did it kind of just happen?
1: So I guess my whole life has been kind of just engrossed in, you know, Jewish upbringing. Both my parents are Israeli. Um, I was born here. They would lived here for a while before they had kids. Um, my mom is a teacher still. Um, she started at Stephen S. Wise at the elementary school. Then when they opened up the junior high, she moved up. And now she's with the high school, which is technically not part of Stephen Weiss anymore. Um, but it was at one point. Yeah. Um, right out of, while I was in high school, I was a teacher's assistant at Valley Beth Shalom. So I just always... Um, I was just kind of always engrossed in it. There was never a question of, you know, am I this or am I that? I was just, it was just the way it was um, my whole life.
0: Right. Um, and then so. now you're doing it professionally still. And then also you're a mother. So that adds on another layer of Jewish life and traditions and what you want to instill in your family. So exactly. I know, I think we have like a lot of different lenses and perspectives as Jewish mothers and, and, you know, especially if you work in the, the Jewish industry, right? So um, you definitely bring that perspective. Um, so th- this is kind of a funny thing. You know, you were about like the same age-ish. Um, we have, I feel like kids are the great equalizer, you know, like I have friends who are 10, 15 years older than me. I have some friends who are five or 10 years younger, but we all have kids within the same ages and um you know as somebody who is a mom yourself but then also working in in a professional manner at tae what is it like interacting with the other parents when they're essentially your peers but then sometimes you also have to have like an authoritative hat on not that you are going around you know waving fingers at people because you're not like that but there's definitely something to i think. The peer to peer exchange, but then there's a difference when you're also sort of, you know, kind of like a boss type to everybody. Yeah, it's so it's like-
1: been it's been interesting. I think everybody kind of deals with that kind of situation differently. Um, when people will come into the office and need advice, I would just give my own personal experience. Um, you know, raising my kids, I was I'm very open um, with all the challenges and the struggles. Um, I've experienced a lot, um, with different specialists out in the field. So I have a lot of experience, um, not only just studying it, but just living it. And I'm very open and honest and, you know, we all have struggles and I try to, you know, support people the best I can and just be there for them. Um, and I think that that, that helps. Um, because people respect when you're open and honest and they know that it's not perfect and parenthood is messy. Um, But we all do our best and, um, you know, leading them to the right, in the right direction, connecting them with the right kind of people. Um, And so it's not really me being a boss, it's just me kind of giving advice.
0: Right. So you have the experience to help other moms out because you've you've been through the roller coaster, you're going through the roller coaster right now. And then I guess it's because of your position within the ECC office, Donna, in Donna's position, she she is the, you know, in charge of the school. 100%. She is to be more of that authority figure and also kind of more of the grandmotherly figure too, you know, because she is older and she has been experienced in this field and she is a grandmother and a wonderful one. Um, So you can kind of take on just the, I'm one of you, you know, kind of.
1: Yeah, and- yeah, and we do that, and that works, too. Yeah, that happens a lot, um, but on top of that, you know, Donna is so amazing and so warm, and she just makes everybody feel like they're on the same playing field, so she doesn't play, you know, I'm in charge, you're you're less than. She kind of just evens it out, so everyone kind I feel like everyone's just a family, right. and everyone just tries to be there for each other, mm-hmm. and if I'm coming in and I see something in a classroom or – I see something with the parent it's not it's not me saying oh my gosh you're doing all this wrong but it's like hey you know do you want to try it this way maybe they'll work better right we have amazing teachers we have amazing parents so it's always just how can we make it better not how can we change what you're doing
0: totally yeah that makes a lot of sense because you know you're you're not in the position or the business of changing people's relationships their children or whatever they're trying as parents but um, you, you want to enhance the experience and make it as mm-hmm. you know, seamless as possible. So, um, yeah, I think you do a great job and I I've always seen you as, uh, like a friend and a peer as well as somebody who works in the office when we started in the very beginning with the ECC Madeline was, um, our first child to go through and you were not yet employed at, at TAE. So I didn't know you, I didn't have the luxury of having you in the office. And then I believe you started working there in the year between my second one came through. So then I come barreling through like I own the place, <laughs> and and you're new to me, and I'm thinking, uh oh, what if she like doesn't like me? What if she doesn't know that like I've been involved all these years? <laughs> but I think um, you know we hit it off really well, and so you you got you got to see my little one, Arielle, grow up and go through the program, and so. Um, As much as I appreciate and welcome your perspectives and experience at the ECC, I also happen to see you as a friend as well. So I think that's one of the perks of your job, if I may say so, is getting to meet all these awesome moms, you know, that we're all in this together. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So um, with your communications experience at the temple now that's added to your plate, I mean, we, we needed that for a long time from you, but it also kind of came around just in time for COVID, <laughs> which perhaps is a blessing in disguise because we've needed this virtual uh, familiarity with the temple and experience of the temple to keep the glue of you know, our membership together. So how would you say that your day-to-day has changed since um, COVID began with communications?
1: Well, to be honest, I've been working at home. It's kind of a mess um, as far as managing everything, but I make it work. Um, you know, it depends on what is happening at the time. So, you know, when everything shut down, um, everyone was and still is so heavily dependent on the communications and knowing what's going on. Um, I tried as best as I could with what time I had to revamp the website so that everyone could find everything um, fast and easy. And there's still some areas that are kind of a mess that now I'm starting to work on those areas because um, they weren't as urgent. But I click on buttons and I'm like, oh no, we have to fix this. Um, But that was kind of, you know, the ECC was shut down. I was doing a lot of uploads for videos and trying to keep the parents connected as best as I could. But my time was more heavily spent on getting everybody connected and knowing what's going on. Um, You know, when the ECC was opening up, um, my hours kind of shifted and um, I started focusing more on the preschool, getting all this, you know, helping Donna with the safety guidelines, you know, emailing parents, you know, taking registrations and processing everything. So that took a lot of my time um, away from communications, but I never, but I always, I'm doing both, so it's never I'm one or the other. I'm very good at balancing out my time and kind of just switching gears. So I, I could be working on an ECC project and then all of a sudden something else comes up, I'll go do that and I'll go back. I'm, I'm pretty easy and flexible. So it works really well. I feel like it's such a blessing that I have both jobs because I really like to be busy and I really like kind of staying on my toes. Otherwise I kind of just get bored. So, um, and I know it's hard, you know, who gets bored with the kids around, but I don't know. I need like, I need a lot of stuff to do, especially during COVID. It was such a great distraction. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel so blessed because working for TAE, um, has, you know, it's like a family. They understand, like everyone understands that I have all these other things going on. Um, it's, it's just amazing to see understanding and the patience from everybody, from Aliza, Rabbi, Cantor, you know, everybody else. I can mention Arisa, Gina. I don't want to skip anyone. The whole thing. The whole mission. Everybody, everybody. Heidi, um, Marcy, Marcy, and everybody else. And if I skipped you, it's just because I'm just not saying any more names. Um, I understand. (laughs) But, you know, it's just, everybody just understands and, and I help them out. They help me out. It's just, it's been a really amazing tight team that we've yeah. Um, become. Yeah. I, I and the ECC sure. teachers also, they've become closer. It's just, everybody's just kind of become this support system for each other. It's pretty amazing what's happened.
0: Yeah. I mean, in such an icky time, it's nice to see everyone so flexible and, um, and dependable, you know, and supportive. So, uh, I'm glad you have that was getting the ECC open like the worst thing ever? And I mean that in, a, in an administrative point of view. I can only imagine all the I's that had to be dotted and the T's crossed in order to get the campus safe so that children could return. What, I mean, the stress and the pressure, oh my goodness, what was that like?
1: So because I'm working 100% remote, um, it's been very interesting. Um, it was very stressful for me behind the scenes, but it was also stressful because I couldn't be there mm-hmm. to help. So, um, you know, it's, I feel there was like this kind of detached moment of like, I'm getting everything done, but I'm not really seeing it in real life. Yeah. Um, and I was like this silent person and nobody knew what I was doing. Um, the stress, you know, I don't tend to get really stressed out because i know that you know we're working on it we're getting you know everything's gonna get done we're gonna we're gonna make it happen so um i try not to get really overwhelmed and just kind of just go one step at a time and just you know it'll just have that attitude of it's just gonna get done because it has to What's get that done. like i need that whatever it is you're taking i'll have some of that <laughs> um like i said it's not always pretty but um Um, you know, I feel bad because sometimes I can't be there for the kids as much as I want to. Um, but I feel like even if I wasn't working, I would feel the same way. So, um, you know, and sometimes to my friends, I, you know, I, I do complain. I'm like, Oh, I have to work. And then they remind me that you want to work. And I'm like, yeah, I do want to work. I like working for the temple. Um, so I'm glad that they're there to remind me and, um, I'm finding ways to be there for them. Um, And I've gotten better at it. My weekends are more devoted to just being with them. Um, I do, I was working a lot on the weekend in the beginning and I've had to um, kind of step back and refocus um, and just spend the time with them so I don't feel guilty during the week. Um, And, you know, it's working out now.
0: Good. I think... Getting that work-life balance is really hard, especially if you really love your job, <laughs> um, which you do. It's like, you know, you want to always be available and on call and a team player, but you also have a family that needs you and friends and, that need you and want you. So it's, it's definitely a hard balance. Um,
1: I have learned that I take an hour almost every day for myself and um, I go on the treadmill, I do an elliptical and I honestly feel like my best processing of the day happens there. I have these brilliant ideas on the treadmill. Um, So I feel like taking an hour for myself has really helped a lot too. And if anyone is listening, I highly recommend doing an hour of something that you like that can just be for you and no one else. And if that means putting your kids in front of the TV for an hour, put your kids in front of the TV for an hour.
0: Totally. My idea of, an hour for me is sitting on the couch and watching TV and doing nothing. So I think you win.
1: (laughs) But that works too,
0: as long- (laughs) Uh, uh, If only I could be on a treadmill for an hour. Um, I had plans to like walk out of quarantine like a supermodel and like strut in a bikini outside and be like, no more coronavirus. (laughs) But I don't think that's really happening, so. Anyway, but I'm, I'm proud of you, and that's a great reminder to all of us, and you're right, and we all need to listen to you. So taking an hour to pamper yourself, I guess, in whatever way you consider pampering, um, whether it's sweating and messing up a good hair day or um, or being lazy, uh, like me, uh, that's it's a good thing. So, lazy
1: is good. Lazy is 100% lazy. okay if that's what you
0: like. I'll take I it. I encourage it. <laughs> um, You know, with all this lazy talk, I also have been like some people maybe eating my way through the stress of quarantine. Um, (laughs) What would be your ideal deli order? I know you were on the west side before in L.A. growing up over there. But, you know, we got some goods out here, too. And you're in Agora. So, you know, what would be your ideal deli order? And feel free to plug the deli of your choice. Well.
1: I honestly haven't eaten at a deli since I've lived on the west side, but I know that there's a really good one on Canaan and Thousand Oaks Boulevard where Cronies is. I don't remember the name. Well, there's Agora anyway. Deli. Is that the one you're thinking of, Agora Deli? No. Um, I'm sorry, everybody. I cannot be a good advertiser. I'm not a good advertiser. I just, I don't know the name, but anyway, um, I love turkey sandwiches. Do
0: You mean the um, Italia Deli? Yes. Okay, so 100% agree with you. Like, absolutely phenomenal deli. Um, as far as like just a you know general deli goes. In my brain, I was kind of thinking Jewish deli, but oh, but we can great. talk about yeah. Italia Deli all day. So, cause you're blue in the face because yeah.
1: So to be honest, I'm not really a foodie. Oh, um, well, there which you go. Probably helps with you know, eating better. Although I do eat a lot of m and I'm not gonna lie. We have a stash and that's my go-to. Okay. But um, when I go to a deli, like Agora Hills deli, I usually just order a salad and okay. it's usually a chicken salad, um, a barbecue chicken salad. Um,
0: I just like them a lot and- um, Have you had their Chinese chicken salad? No, it's- I have not. I'm going to make a recommendation to you and to all of our viewers. Their Chinese chicken salad. They're also at Pickles and at Lovies, because it's the same company that owns all three delis: Agora Deli, Pickles in Newbury Park, and Lovies in Calabasas. Their Chinese chicken salad. I'm having that for dinner tonight. That's what I've decided right now as we're talking. Um, really, really yummy. Very beautifully marinated grilled chicken delicious dressing some mandarin oranges for sweetness i'm just saying if you want to expand your order
1: sounds delicious so funny story when i was pregnant with kai that was one of the foods i was craving um chinese chicken salads it's really hilarious that you just brought it up because every time i hear chinese chicken salad i think of being pregnant with kai so did you od on them though like are you kind of over it or are you back i mean it was it was so long ago that no, and um, I didn't eat them as much as I wanted to, right. but um, that was just, I don't know, I had this phase of just, I just needed Chinese chicken salads.
0: Because it's delicious. Um, my, I
1: didn't even before I was pregnant <laughs> and I didn't, I just had to have them.
0: That's so funny. My pregnancy craving, it was actually not so much a craving, but more of like a, what I could tolerate were baked potatoes, like loaded baked potatoes. And then I definitely OD'd on them and could not have a baked potato for a very long time, but rediscovered the baked potato at home in quarantine since the virus oh. started. So um, I've been on a baked potato kick. I don't know, This things are weird when you're at home and your food options are limited, let me tell you. <laughs> 100%. I think it was also like, the time when it was hard to get groceries and it it was like a long line to stand in the door. So to me, like a baked potato was filling and it didn't require a lot of like things or like a whole meal. I don't know. It's It's weird. a lot of pasta. When you think of like the flow chart of what happened in this pandemic, it's just weird, like what stages people hit in this whole ride. And I mean, it's been what, seven months and like, remember like Tiger King? That feels like forever ago, anyway. This is weird. Um, I want to play a little game with you. So um, because you're a very smart person, I'm sure that you have your parts of speech down perfectly. So we're going to play a little Mad Lib. All right. <laughs> um, and uh, you're going to, you haven't seen this, right? Like I haven't shown this to you. You have no idea what this says. Um, mm-hmm. So we're going to go through the Mad Lib. I'm going to have you give me some of the words to fill in the blank. I will do that on the spot. And then I'll read it back to you and we'll see how it goes. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Um, First, I need a plural noun.
1: Plural noun, Um,
0: chairs. And I need an adjective. Beautiful. Verb.
1: Running, run. Plural noun. Another plural noun, Um, shirts. Do we say t-shirts? Sure. T- Adverb. Adverb. Um, wildly. Adverb. Verb. Um, talking or talk. Adjective. Red.
0: And one other adjective for now. Another adjective. Um, hot adjective cold a jewish holiday hanukkah another jewish holiday
1: let's see which one do I want to pick
0: um
1: we'll just go with sukkot since it just passed an
0: adjective um soft and a plural noun um pots no, yeah, pots. Like
1: what you cook on. <laughs> and a noun. Just another noun? Yep. All right. Um a scooter. And an
0: adjective. Um, tall. Okay, here we go. I'm going to read you the Mad Lib, which also could be um, the new marketing material that you might want to distribute about the T A E E C C. So, oh, you know, if, we need, if we need to uh, up our to our, um, if we need to up our membership and and students, I think we could publish this, and it would be a great advertisement. Okay, here we go. Preschool is an exciting time in a family's life. For some parents, sending their little chairs is emotional and sad. For other parents, having freedom for the day feels beautiful. (laughs) At school, kids can expect to run songs, listen to teachers read t-shirts, and play wildly outside on the playground. At lunchtime, children talk together to enjoy the red and hot lunches that their parents made at home. There are always cold art projects, especially around holidays like Hanukkah and Sukkot. And you can't forget all the soft Friday mornings with silly cantor and Rabbi Diamond. Preschool is all about making friends with other pots and bonding with your scooter. So parents, soak up those tall memories because even though it sounds cliche, it's true, the time goes so quickly. So what do you think? We could put that in a brochure, right? 100%. Can you send that to me? I'll get that over to you. Thank you. I'm sure Donna and Aliza will approve it. No problem. They will approve it. No question. Awesome. All right. Well, um, we've come to a point in our time together where we're going to go over um, some other important questions. These I always ask my guests. These are based on questions that James Lipton would ask his Guests on Inside the Actor Studio, and even though you're not an actor, uh, you play, a, you know, communications coordinator in real life. So um, <laughs> here we go. So the first thing I want to know is, what is your favorite Yiddish word?
1: Oh, Yiddish word. I have to think of that right now. Now I'm going to sound really silly on your interview. Okay. Um, I can't think of one right now.
0: Can you think of a Yiddish word that makes you laugh or any Yiddish word at all?
1: No and when we end this call yes. they're all going to come streaming in my brain.
0: <laughs> okay what about this? You're a busy mom and you always have your kids in tow and oy, you're always doing what with them to all their things? Well
1: I can schlep their things.
0: There we go. Thank there it you. is. There it is. I got so you. So helpful. <laughs> I got you. Remember, these are all totally on the spot, so they're not supposed to like just come flowing out, you know. Um, but <laughs> you're gonna hate me. What is your least favorite Yiddish word? Schlep. <laughs> because that's all you do, right?
1: All I do. <laughs> oh, That's great. It's my new favorite word and the
0: word I hate the most. It works both ways, right? <laughs> um okay what turns you on jewishly what makes you proud or happy to be jewish um the
1: the morals and the values that the kids and
0: the people follow i 100 awesome. cool be a good person that's what we want um what about being jewish turns you off what ju- turns you off jewishly
1: well, I don't love going to temple, so you know that would be a turn off um, but i really I've really learned to embrace the religion in general um, so I don't a hundred percent I don't really have a turn off besides you know just having to go to temple and you know
0: it's not what you love it's not the fun part sitting through a service I mean, it's not fun
1: but yeah but I I have really learned to
0: embrace it. maybe those Yiddish words. (laughs) Yeah, you don't like Yiddish words. I think that's what we decided. (laughs) Um, What sound or noise at temple do you love? Um, Some of the prayers
1: are beautiful. Um, The Yom Kippur, some of the Yom Kippur prayers are just amazing. Um, Sometimes I can't, you know, at home it was funny where I was, um, listening to the children's service in the backyard and I start singing like with the cancer. And I'm like, and, um, it was just hilarious. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm just really enjoying this service. (laughs) So, um, I love the songs. What do I hate? Um, as much as I love what the sermons have to offer sometimes, and I love Rabbi Diamond's sermons, but sometimes, you know, it's you know it usually comes and I'm like okay when is this gonna be over um, I've got things to do um, so as much as I really do love and appreciate what the rabbis have to say and I listen
0: sometimes I'm like you know yeah just another time yeah when yeah know. I think sermons are tricky because they have to appeal to a wide variety of people. Um, sometimes the way that they might be given, depending on who's speaking, could be dry. Sometimes it can be exciting. Um, but it's also the anticipation of not knowing which kind we're gonna get, you know, is also like the oh boy, what's it gonna be? And sometimes it surprises you. Um, but then other times it's uncomfortable or it's too long or it's uninteresting. It's not something you care about, you know. So yeah,
1: and, and even the most interesting person, just for me personally, because I'm always a person on the go. I just, you know, it comes to the point where I'm just like, okay, you know, can we get to the end? Like, I like all the middle part, but I just need to hear the beginning. Can we get the Cliff Notes version? And it has nothing to do with the presentation because it could be the best speaker in the world. And I could, and I'd still be like, okay, you know, can we just get to the end? And that's probably why I speak so fast. Everyone probably hears me right now. And they're like, wow, she talks fast. And I think it's because I just, I just, i just I don't know why I'm always in a hurry, but I feel like I'm always in a hurry.
0: I think that's mom life for you, you know, cause there's, you're juggling so much. And so you just want to like get to where you're supposed to be, whether, you know, literally or figuratively. So, mm-hmm. um, but I understand sermons, sermons are tricky. It's almost like you wish you could get like a preview or a taste first to decide like, okay, am I going to invest in this yeah. knowledge or wisdom? Right? It makes sense. Um, So I know you like to eat healthy, but what if you arrived at Temple on a Friday night, you were very hungry and you were excited for the cookies and babka at the end of the service and you come to find out that the oneg had no food, like nothing arrived. What would your favorite curse word be to use for such an occasion?
1: My curse word? Your
0: favorite curse word. And you can say it if you want, or you can describe it. All of it is allowed. I would just say, honestly,
1: I would be like, O-C-R-A-P. "Oh, crap!" And then I'd be like, "Oh, I guess we have to go to um, a donut shop and replace the
0: Oneg goodies." And so um, that's what we would do. So okay. I will translate for our viewers and listeners who can't spell she said the the very terrible, awful, very offensive curse word of crap. <laughs> so I haven't used a bad
1: word in so many years. I don't know why. And it has nothing to do with my kids. I just, I was talking about this with a friend the other day. And I was like, I, I haven't, my kids don't know what bad words are because I just don't say them, but not for any particular reason. Very interesting.
0: I mean, right. I may as well just move. I should just move on to like, a boat and be a sailor. Cause I, I have a potty mouth. I, I mean, I
1: had, I, when I was so right out of college, I worked at a group home for um, emotionally disturbed kids mm. and they used a lot of, um, that was what I did before I met Donna. Um, and they used a lot of words that, um, would be offensive. And I started speaking like them cause I was with them. Mm. The hours. Um, so I did have a phase, but then I just
0: stopped you cut cold turkey like the deli (laughs) um okay so i know that you work for the temple but if you will for a moment pretend that you are just a regular old congregant like me um what temple leadership role would you like to have if you wanted to attempt a role and you're not committing yourself to anything just so you know
1: Like um, just like a volunteer role, either volunteer
0: role or chairperson or on the board. Like, what what category of roles sound good to you? Like, yeah, I would want to do that, but you don't have to commit to doing that.
1: Well, no, um, maybe membership and coming up with fun ways to engage um the members. Yes, um, I think that would be an area that I um really liked to do. Um, I'm trying to think what else, um. Community engagement, maybe. Um,
0: yeah. yeah, I think you'd be great at that. That's what I've done, too. So if you ever want to team up, we can do it. Um, <laughs> uh, on the flip side, what is a leadership role that you'd be like, nope, keep me out of that, not doing it? Um,
1: let me think. One that I wouldn't want to do. Um, honestly, probably maybe the... Um, like the religious studies, not because um, I don't like educating um, people, but um, I just feel like that's just not my area where I would know a lot of resources or I wouldn't know how to engage people in that kind of a way. Um, I like to do more of the, to me, it's not that it's not fun, but I like to do the, just like the creative, you know, That's that's, that's more, yeah, that's more secular. Um, as much as I love teaching in, I've taught religious, I mean, I've taught in religious schools and, um, it's just not the area that I would enjoy as much as.
0: um, And that um, makes sense. I mean, if you were to volunteer for something, you would want it to be something you're passionate about, right? So if you're not passionate about like religious practices, then why would you volunteer for that? I totally get it. That makes a lot of sense and no need to defend that. I get it. Um, lastly, and this is verbatim from James Lipton's questions that he asks all actors. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates?
1: Um, what would I like for him to say? Um, welcome to your home. This is a place where you can relax and, you know, and... Slow down and, you know, enjoy and just enjoy every moment. Um, it's a place that's serene and um, kind of like spa-like and um, just a place where you can slow down and just take a breath.
0: Imagine that. What's that like? <laughs> Slowing down, relaxing, serenity. Sign me up. <laughs> we, we don't know that right now in our lives do we no
1: no no No. especially with covid not (laughs) that we knew it before covid but
0: i know it's It's just a a whole added layer with the whole complications of the pandemic i get it um great 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 answers you got to explore your yiddish words you got to think about the sounds of the temple and the goals of what people do and you know, what an ideal place would be like. So I think. I did just think of a Yiddish word. Oh, okay. Oy vey. Oy vey. <laughs> If that doesn't say everything, oy vey to you finally thinking of a Yiddish word. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. What a perfect way to end. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Doreen, for being on with me today on the schmooze. Um, I hope that, People are getting to know you now better. I think the really cool thing about the schmooze is that while we're apart safely, we are still getting to be in touch with members and VIPs at Temple temple.elohim, and you're certainly both of those things. So, um, you know, maybe people who wouldn't have otherwise needed to come into the ECC office, uh, they didn't know who you were or the face with the name, and now they can um, and then, <laughs> yay, she exists, people. And, um, and especially with the pandemic, it's really nice for us to like stay in touch and have a touch point um, of faces that make our community so wonderful. So thank you for agreeing to be on with me today. And uh, we sure all miss you, you, I can tell you yeah. that. Thank you for having me. Of course, I hope you had fun and uh, get back to all your amazing work, except don't because right now, as we're recording, it's a weekend. Um, <laughs> so, um, but I know you're working so hard and I really appreciate what you do for the temple because, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of behind the scenes work. And uh, especially in this crazy time when we're all kind of working around the clock, it's, it's really great to see you getting things done and being a great support system. So thank you. Hi. <laughs> all right, have a great... Uh, rest of the day. And to my viewers and listeners, thank you so much for joining me and I'll see you next time on the schmooze. Bye.